Life Audio. Today I'm so excited because we are diving back into the scriptures with our psalm series. We've been away from the psalms for a little while. We had some family favorites reruns, and then we did a little bit of reflection from 2022 and some forward looking to 2023. So I pray that those episodes were a blessing to you, but what we're going to do now is we're going to get back into the rhythm of studying one psalm a day. I pray this series is a blessing to you. After a quick word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's episode together. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are diving back into the Psalm series, which we've been away for for a little bit. We did a rerun style break over the holidays where we took what I called the family favorites session where we just kind of looked at some of our more popular episodes throughout the year and re-aired those and I've had some really good feedback. I think some of you might have joined us during the psalm study and were not aware of some of our previous series that we had done and so if you are just joining us now please check those out. I, I believe that those will be a blessing to you and then I also wanted to just do a quick word If you are newer to the podcast and you've not been a part of our Psalms study before, I just want to share the reasons why we're doing the Psalms in the first place. We did the first, I believe, 58 Psalms towards the end of last year. And the reason why we did that is because this podcast is called Hearing Jesus. And the whole point is helping you to hear God's voice more clearly and to understand your identity in Christ. And one of the things that we noticed, well, there's a couple couple of reasons, but one of the things that we noticed as we are studying Jesus, we started with the She Hears Bible study, is that the prayers and the quotes from Jesus himself, he most often quotes the book of Psalms. He, as well as all the disciples, you will notice throughout the New Testament, they are constantly citing the Psalms. The Psalms were essentially the hymn book of Jesus and the disciples. And so my thought process in that is for us to really gain an understanding of who Jesus was and what he was referring to and how he was referring back to things in the scriptures. It's a really good foundational place for us to start here in the Psalms. Also, in addition to that, what we'll see peppered throughout the Psalms is the Messianic Psalms. And what I mean by that is the Psalms that point forward to Jesus. So there's a lot of prophetic things that happen in the Psalms that point forward to Jesus that would be basically come to fruition when he was alive or born or or working in ministry. And so we're pointing those out along the way too. I think, um, you know, there has been a little bit of confusion for sometimes 
when people will come to the podcast and say, hey, this is called Hearing Jesus. Why are we in the Psalms? Why aren't we in the Gospels? Well, that's why. I do unpack that a little bit more all the way back at our introduction to the Psalms episode. So you can go back and listen to that. And I'm praying that as we continue to go through these Psalms, that they will be a blessing to you. Because what we see in the Psalms is really humanity. We see emotions, we see grief, we see sorrow, we see victory, we see all of these different things. And so what we are learning throughout the scriptures and throughout this section of Psalms is we are learning about the character and the nature of God. And of course, as evangelical Christians, we believe in the Trinity. So if we're learning about the character and the nature of God, well, God as a triune being, meaning Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus is part of God. God is part of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is part of both. And so it's one aspect of this triune being that we refer to as God. So even with my prayers, you'll hear me pray to Father God or dear Jesus. We are praying to essentially the same God. We just serve a God that is triune in nature. If you haven't heard me explain it before, just real quickly, and then we're going to get into the Psalms, is one of the ways that I explain this to children or to brand new believers is if you think about, and this is a human example, but if you think about water, water is essentially a substance that can take on different forms. And so water can be ice and it can be a solid, it can be liquid water, or it could be water vapor, but it's all essentially the same thing. It's it's different forms. And while that might be a human example, it's a way to kind of understand what I'm talking about when we're talking about the essence of who, who God is and the different roles and the different functions that he has. And so if we are learning about the character and nature of God, we know that that is also the character and nature of Jesus himself. So I pray that that uh, explanation is, is helpful for you. And again, you can go back to the introduction to the Psalms that we did at the very beginning and unpack that a little bit more. So I'm going to be reading from Psalm 59. And the way that we've been doing this, if you're just joining us, is I will read through the Psalm and then I will point out some insights that you might have missed or not have understood or known about. And then we will reflect on those things and then read it again. And and the reason why I'm doing this again is because over and over I hear from a lot of people that they just don't have time to be in God's word and study God's word the way they would like. And so this is also serving to perhaps meet that need a little bit in this busy season that we are all in. And my heart is really that you would start to meditate on God's word in a way that would get it off the pages of the Bible and into your heart and into your mind and into your lives. And really, it's not just about hearing the word, but it's obeying the word and understanding the relevance for your daily lives. Because we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So as we learn about his character, as we learn about his nature, it helps us understand who he is and how he works in our lives today. So I pray that this is a blessing for you. And again, I'm starting in verse one of Psalm 59. Psalm 59. Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from bloodthirsty men. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me for no offense or sin of mine, O Lord. I have done no wrong, yet they are ready to attack me. Arise to help me. Look on my plight. O Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to wicked traitors. They return at evening, snarling like dogs, and prowl about the city. 
See what they spew from their mouths. They spew out swords from their lips, and they say, Who can hear us? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You scoff at all those nations. O my strength, I watch for you. You, O God, are my fortress, my loving God. God will go before me and will let me gloat over those who slander me. But do not kill them, O Lord, our shield, or my people will forget. In your might, make them wander about and bring them down. For the sins of their mouths, for the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies they utter, consume them in wrath. Consume them till they are no more. Then it will be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. They return at evening, snarling like dogs, and prowl about the city. They wander about for food and howl, if not satisfied but i will sing of your strength in the morning i will sing of your love for you are my fortress my refuge in times of trouble oh my strength i sing praise to you you oh god are my fortress my loving god so this psalm is similar to some of the other psalms that we have read where they fall into a category of prayer and they're prayers that are found in scripture when believers are crying out to god for judgment on the enemies of God's people, of their enemies, and really to defeat the wicked. Uh, we see this throughout the Psalms. Back in Psalm 35, we saw it, and again, we'll see it in 109 and 137, and I believe 69. We'll see it in Nehemiah, in Jeremiah, in Galatians, and 2 Timothy, and even in Revelation. And so it's not a theme that is uncommon to scripture, although it feels heavy. When we read this, it feels heavy. And God's people are instructed to forgive their enemies. Of course, we, we know that from scripture. And also they are, we are instructed to pray for their enemies. I mean, we want them essentially to be saved. We want our enemies to have salvation because that's the only thing that's going to change this corruption. But there comes a time also where we must pray and get to a place where we are wanting this evil to stop and we're wanting to see justice because we have to remember also that God is a just God. And what we see throughout, especially the Old Testament, is this justice, that, that this theme of justice throughout the scriptures. And especially when there is justice needed on behalf of those that are innocent. And the way that, that I deal with that. And, and I will say this because I work with a lot of vulnerable populations um, across the world. And you can see the suffering, especially in the third world countries that we work in, you can see the suffering of these innocent, especially children, innocent babies. And it can weigh so heavy on you sometimes where you don't even know how to verbalize. And sometimes you don't even know how to pray. I mean, there have been times where I've seen the suffering of children that oh my gosh, it's enough to, I can tell you stories to just break your heart. And in that place, you can feel so helpless. And of course, I'm working on programs and raising funds and all of those things. But there comes at this point where we have to get on our knees in prayer. We have to get to a place where we start to appeal to God on their behalf and ask God to intervene. And not just to intervene to stop it, but to, to bring justice for those that are innocent. And so this is one of those Psalms where it's appealing to us to make this intercession to God on behalf of those people, for those victims that are really stuck in oppression and evil systems. Um, I think of like the children that are in Haiti right now. And I don't know if you've been following the stories at all, but the Haitian government has just, it's it's been a mess for a lot of the people that are in Haiti. And um, we have partners that are in country and they were sending children home over Christmas break from, from their private school. And it was 
two vans full of uh, innocent children that have been kidnapped and, and they're being held hostage for money. And so it's been 15 days at, at present. Uh, it's 15 days that they've been held kidnapped and we don't know what's happening to them. And that's just one of the many, 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 many stories of innocent people, good God-loving, innocent people that are are in terrible circumstances. And while it feels like we're stuck and it feels like we can't do anything, what this psalm is doing is it's giving us this example how we can go to God and ask him to intervene on their behalf. So I appreciate that because I think the psalms reveal a lot about our human emotions and they speak to that feeling of almost helplessness that, that we can have as a result of some of those kinds of issues. And yet what we see is the psalm that's really a call to pray for God's judgment and then actually the, the defeat of the wicked. And so while some of this sounds harsh, we have to remember it's within the context of wickedness and wicked people that, that are in this place of really acting in opposition to God's plan and God's purposes. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll keep going with the rest of this psalm. Stay tuned. So as we are looking specifically at Psalm 59, that is in this category of these lament or these complaint prayers where we are asking God or seeing the psalmist ask God to intervene and and interact and work on the behalf of, of these innocent people, what we're seeing is really the psalmist has been spoken against by his enemies and he's talking about his innocence and he's again confessing his faith in God. I think even that right there is a testimony to the faith that we see in this psalm because this was written when Saul had sent men to watch David's house in order to kill him. And I don't know about you, but but if I'm thinking about me and if I were in that situation, I don't know, I would hope, but I don't know that 100% I would immediately get to a place where I am confessing God to be a loving God. And while I know, of course, that God is a loving God, um, I think I would be appealing to his sense of justice in the, in the, um, the power side of him or the fear of God side of him or the aspects of his character that we know, um, like the military imagery, the war imagery, those are probably the things that I would lean into first. Now I might eventually get to a place where I'm like, okay, God, I love you and I trust you, but I don't know that those will be my first instincts. So I think even that is a testimony to David's love for God, even in really hard circumstances. And really the situation that's happening right now in this psalm is really slander where the, the wicked people who are attacking David are using the power of speech to destroy with terrible motivations. And that sometimes happens to us even now where we get into situations, especially in light of social media and, you know, everything's online all over the place a slanderous word can sometimes be taken at face value and it really has the potential to really do some damage. And that, if you've ever experienced that, is just a place where you feel like you've been punched in the, sum in the stomach. And so what we see in this psalm, in Psalm 59, we see a prayer where David is praying for deliverance from, from this situation. And then we see him 
basically protesting and, and talking about how innocent he is. And then he refers to his enemies as snarling dogs. And we get into a place where he settles into this recognition that even in the midst of all of this, that God is his strength. And there's a confidence in God's actions that, that even if I don't understand what you are doing in the moment, I trust you and you are my strength, God, to get us through that. And I think that's really the key takeaway that we see in this psalm, that sometimes these things, even when we're praying and even when we're passionately praying with, you know, just this desire to have things resolved, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not resolved on our timeline. And getting to a place where we can, number one, recognize that God is our strength in those situations. And then number two, walk away with this feeling of trusting God, even when we don't understand. Even when things don't seem to line up in the physical, we can understand and know that God is a just God and that he will deal, deal with those situations. If you want to know a little bit more the background of what's going on in David's life when this is written, you can go back to 1 Samuel. Actually, I'll just go back and read it. It's 1 Samuel 19, verse 11. It says, Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him, If you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michal let David down through a window, and he fled and escaped. And so what we're realizing is, is this is, this is not just, um, slander. This is not just somebody verbally attacking him. Yes, that is part of it, but this is an actual threat to his life and account for his life. And so while at first glance, while it might, might seem, okay, this is heavy. Some of this stuff is okay. This is in the Bible. Well, yeah, it is because David is innocent and he's fleeing for his life. And he's in a situation where he's saying, okay, God, I am desperate. I need you to intervene on my behalf. So given that insight, I'm going to reread Psalm 59, and I hope that that helps you understand it a little bit better. Back in verse 1. Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from bloodthirsty men. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me. Let no offense or sin of mine, O Lord. I have done no wrong, yet they are ready to attack me. Arise to help me. Look on my plight. O Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to wicked traitors. They return at evening, snarling like dogs, and prowl about the city. See what they spew from their mouths. They spew out swords from their lips, and they say, Who can hear us? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You scoff at all those nations. O my strength, I watch for you. You, O God, are my fortress, my loving God. God will go before me and will let me gloat over those who slander me. But do not kill them, O Lord, our shield, or my people will forget. In your might, make them wander about and bring them down. For the sins of their mouths, for the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies they utter, consume them in wrath, consume them till they are no more. Then it will be known to the ends of the earth that God rules over Jacob. They return at evening, snarling like dogs, and prowl about the city. They wander about for food and howl if not satisfied. But I will sing of your strength. In the morning I will sing of your love. For you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble." Oh, my strength, I sing praise to you. You, oh God, are my fortress, my loving God. Father God, we thank you for your word and the example that we see that even in the midst of 
this attack that David is facing, he comes to you humble and he says, okay, God, I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love. You are my fortress. You are my refuge. You are my strength. God, I want to pray that for my friends right now. Whatever they are facing, Lord God, would you be their strength? Would you intervene on their behalf in such a way that even if their circumstances don't change, they they handle it differently because they have an understanding and a recognition that you are their strength. You are their protection. Your love surrounds them and holds them. God, I thank you for the way that we see you revealed through the pages of the scriptures. And I pray that you would help us to have a real, sincere, authentic faith, a love for you the way that David did. I thank you and I praise you. And I pray for my friends specifically that they would be overwhelmed by your love today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, real quick before we go, I just want to remind you that if you are struggling with some of this stuff, some of the topics we're hitting on, and you want a little bit of extra help, I do offer life coaching. You can find that at shehears.org under the tab that's labeled coaching. You can make an appointment where we can talk through some of this. We can pray. I offer spiritual direction. If you've not done that before, it's a really helpful tool to be able to kind of just listen and hear from God where we pray together and we go over some scripture together. And then also just a place to process some of the things, the emotions, the feelings, the the things that might be too difficult to say out loud to other people in your life. Um, I long to kind of walk through some of this with you to help you get to the other side of your healing. If that's something you're interested in, again, you can find that at shehears.org. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.